Welcome to Scientific American's Science Talk, posted on June 14th, 2016. I'm Steve Mursky. The whole world was captivated in February with the announcement that elusive gravitational waves had finally been detected by LIGO, the Laser Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory. On June 2nd, the announcement came that three scientists who co-founded LIGO were awarded the 2016 Kavli Prize in Astrophysics. They are Caltech's Kip Thorne and Ronald Drever, and MIT's Rainer Weiss. Scientific American's Clara Moskowitz spoke briefly to Thorne and Weiss at the awards breakfast. First you'll hear Thorne and then Weiss, who, as you'll hear, was kind of stunned at how much non-scientists seem to be interested in the LIGO results. I think the credit for LIGO's discovery really belongs to the team of a thousand people who pulled it off. Ray and Ron and I uh, were there at the beginning and got it started, but uh, it is the superb LIGO team that makes us look good. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and the one person who gets much less credit than he should is Barry Barish, who transformed LIGO from a small R&D project that uh, Ray and Ron and I started into the modern LIGO with a thousand people contributing that really made the discovery in the end. Yeah. Were you surprised that you won? Did you know coming into this? I didn't know, but I suspected because they begged me to come to this event. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I suspected that that might be the case. So wonderful to be sharing this with, with Ray and with Ron. Ray really is the primary inventor of the laser interferometer gravitational wave detector. His, paper in 1972 about this technique became a blueprint for the initial LIGO detectors and the blueprint that guided us for the first uh, several decades. So he really is the, the big hero of this. Well, congratulations. It's Thank very you. well deserved. Nice to see you. you. We had a, it was an article inside the American written by some of our younger colleagues in the, I would say, the early 90s and maybe late 80s, but early 90s, about LIGO. That was the very first article. I'll have to look for yeah, that take, take a look for it. it was, I know one of the authors was uh, uh, Peter Salson, I believe. That's one name that I think is right. The other one is um, Andrew Jeffries was another author. Look for it. I will. And you'll see it has a description of LIGO before it was built. And, it, and what it was going to do. And it wasn't terribly bad. Yeah, yeah, but I'm it, sure. it was okay, yeah. Well, I was hoping to ask you, just yeah, how ahead, do you please. feel for winning the prize? Oh my God, you, you know, think? it's very complicated. I mean, you know, I, I'm, very, I'm very honored by it. But at the same time, I always feel, my God, I didn't do this myself. Of course, that's, nobody, everybody knows that. But, but I think at least the man who made the announcement at the end said, look, it was for these people, but also the people who must, and there must have been many of them who made LIGO work. And that's, I think, the right way to look at it. So I think that I sort of I can come to terms with it if I can think of it as being something that has been given. Yes, I've been singled out in a way, but it really is for the whole idea of LIGO and all the people who made it, made it, made it, made it operate. Sure. And, then, and, and that's what I, people, I think, generally feel that way within the project. So they're, they're honored as well. So, you know, I think that's a good way to, for me to deal with it. Yeah. Has it been gratifying to see the public just go crazy? Well, to me, I, Nurgis tried to answer that question, and I, I've been puzzling about that myself a lot, because I'll tell you what the question is. It's the following. I mean, 
here's this thing. I mean, there have been many, many big scientific discoveries, but and so and I know about. But this one sort of hit the public in a way I can't believe. So I said to myself, well, there, there are two obvious things. One is Einstein, who is still, when you talk to an average person who hasn't looked at science, they know of Albert Einstein because they read hair and all that stuff, you know. So they, but that's one thing. And the other thing is black holes. A lot of people think they know what a black hole is. It's fine. They they have a lot of it right. And they're scared of them, and they're, they're sexy, and they're all sorts of stuff. Okay. At the same time, though, is that enough to have done this? For example, I see when I come to New York, I went to New York to Channel Levin's book uh, opening at, at the somewhere in Brooklyn, the Pioneer Works. I go on a subway train. I come off the train. Yeah, I see, I'm sitting there. All of a sudden, I see this advertisement. It says it's, it's, scientists can find gravitational waves, but it's much, much harder to find a uh, find an apartment in New York with a big enough closet. I says, holy mackerel, how do they even know about that scientists did anything about gravitational <laughs> Or the New Yorker had a little article. No, they had a cartoon. But uh, very shortly after the announcement, two birds sitting on a branch, and they, you know, one's looking at the other and says, was that you or was that a gravitational wave? Say, holy mackerel. I mean, you know, where does that come from? See, it, other things like the Higgs boson or, or some really significant things that have happened never got this kind of attention. So I've been trying, I don't know the real answer. I've given you the two parts of it that must be there, but I don't know if that's enough. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's, but I'm delighted with it because you, science needs things like that so that the average person can understand what they're paying their taxes for sometimes. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's, I think, to me, that's one of the most gratifying things that if we can make the argument that science is something that everybody gets the benefit from, not materially, but in their heads when they think about what the world is like and how comfortable or uncomfortable they are with the world. That it gives you something to stew about and makes life a lot more interesting. Yeah. And that's really what science is about in the deepest sense. And that comes across a little bit when something dramatic like this happens. You know? That's it for this short episode. Get your science news at our website, www.scientificamerican.com, where you can read about how socializing can be exhausting for introverts and extroverts alike. And follow us on Twitter, where you'll get a tweet whenever a new item hits the website. Our Twitter name is at Siam. For Scientific American Science Talk, I'm Steve Mursky. Thanks for clicking on us. 